It is Amanda Hurd. I am coming back at you on the Lessons from the Fire podcast. And surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, it's been a month and a half since my last podcast. I cannot believe it. Um, I told y'all on the last one, I was considering still doing the series on discernment. And I hoped it wouldn't be this long before I got back to the podcast. But here it is. It's almost June. Um, So... I am, I'm not going to continue the series on discernment because more than anything, what I really want to do on this podcast is let the Spirit speak. And there's a lot of marketing strategies and um, a lot of marketing information that will tell you that you need to stick to a specific topic, you need to have specific content, you need to do this amount of content, this amount of days, you know, this many times of the week, yada, 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 to make sure that people know who you are and what you're talking about. And while I think that's good and that, you know, there's good strategy in that because I always want to create the best content for you guys, I also, more than anything, want the Spirit to speak through me. That is the most important thing. This is not a podcast about making money. This is not a podcast about me finding glory for myself or, you know, bringing my name into fame and becoming a famous person. This is a podcast about seeing people set free. So at the end of the day, I know sometimes it may appear that I'm scattered. I know sometimes it may appear that I'm bouncing around topics, and I probably am. And I'm sorry if that frustrates you. Um, Really and truly, what I'm doing here is just as the Spirit speaks and as I have time, I'm sharing the content with you based on things that are on my heart and that are coming out of my life and out of real conversations I'm having with people, which leads me to the topic that I'm speaking on today, which is four reasons um, I am glad that God led me through four years of suffering. Now, I wrote this, I mean, not for one person, because I know there are so, so many people that need to hear this and so, so many people that are in a dark place like I have been, but there was a particular friend of mine, and she knows exactly who she is, and I'm not going to say her name, because that's her story to tell whenever she's ready to tell it. But there's a particular friend of mine who's in a really dark season right now. And she is kind of at a place where she's very hopeless and she's frustrated. And she's been going through what she's been going through, through about a year and a half. And she is crying out to the Lord and she's asking him, why are you letting this happen, God? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you letting the enemy beat me up? And I'm sure some of you can relate to those questions. I have definitely asked them myself, and so the purpose of the article that I wrote that goes along with this podcast and the purpose of me doing this podcast is to be a person that speaks to the me two years ago. Me two years ago was in panic every day. Me two years ago was constantly afraid, constantly worried, constantly fearful that I would never get out of this place of darkness, and so what I want to do for you guys and for my friend is to give you a little bit of hope and to give you a few of the things that I've learned now that I'm on the end of my recovery. So let's get started. So you might be as surprised as I am by what I'm talking about today. And I promise you, if you are, I am even more surprised that I am the one saying this. Um, While I was in the darkest moments of my journey, I I couldn't see what God was doing or believe 
the pain that I was going through had a purpose, but that is the beauty of hindsight. And now that I'm nearly at the point of full recovery, I can look back and kind of piece together all the things God was doing, the ways he was speaking to me, and how he was using the hardest season of my life for his greatest glory and the ultimate good. Um, I know some of you out there are still in the pit, and it's probably dark and you may feel hopeless and if you're dealing with a mental health issue it's probably debilitating. As a person who's battled through four years of an anxiety disorder I want to go through four things that I'm realizing and that I'm seeing now that I'm on the quote-unquote other side. I want to show you how I see the goodness of God now and I'm praying that it will give you hope and help you continue to fight. So, the first reason I'm glad I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad I suffered good grief, I can't talk today, is because I decided what I believe about God and what I believe about myself. There's nothing like suffering to make you question everything you ever believed. And, you know, when you're in torment constantly with no end in sight, you're going to start to ask some really tough questions about God, about yourself, and about everything. And, I want to encourage you, those questions are good, and they're needed, and I am so grateful that we serve a God that allows us to ask hard questions, who allows us to be raw, and to be real, and to be authentic, because digging deep will help you figure out what you believe about God, and it will change everything, and ultimately, suffering is going to make one of two things happen. You're either going to, uh, going to grow closer to God, or you're going to run from them. And it's just that simple. There is no in-between. When you go through excruciating pain, it's going to show you if you ever had faith in God to begin with. Because we are not going to stick around for a faith that cost us everything if we don't truly believe it's worth that. And that leads me to point number two. Um, no more straddling the fence. This is the second reason I'm glad I went through the pain that I have gone through. Um, when life is comfortable, we have a way of making light of our sin, just to be blunt. We have a way of rationalizing in the places we compromise. If life is good and we don't see direct consequences from our action, you know, our natural human instinct is to think, why change? Why does it matter? It's okay if I, you know, do a little bit of this over here, dabble in a little bit of this over there. Psh, no big deal. And because of that tendency to straddle the fence and play with evil as much as we can. I honestly believe that's part of the reason suffering is needed in this world. Sometimes we have to go through hardships to see how we ended up there in the first place. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes our suffering is a direct consequence of our poor choices. But even if the pain you find yourself in isn't your fault... God can still use that situation and your desperation to grow you and to change you if you will let him. I spent so many years, so many years, back and forth between the bar and the church. I was getting drunk all of the time. Um, probably wasn't doing drugs while I was going to church, which, I mean, amen. At least I have some kind of standards, right? <laughs> But um, I spent so many years, man, going back and forth between the bar and the church, living a promiscuous lifestyle. Y'all know what promiscuous means. I don't need to spell it out for you. Doing all kinds of things I shouldn't have been doing. 
And I would just kind of squish a Bible study in the middle of all that and call it a day. And I didn't want to live as a hypocrite. I really didn't. I knew the way I was living wasn't right. But at the same time, I couldn't pull myself out of that toxic lifestyle. And it wasn't until I went through literal hell and back that I realized drugs and booze and all the other things were never satisfying me. They weren't bringing me peace. And only... Only when I was at my lowest was I desperate enough to make the choice to leave behind the friends, the lifestyle, and just all of the things that didn't help me grow closer to the Lord. And that makes me think of the third reason. The third reason I'm glad I suffered is I learned to trust God at all costs and to stop fearing people so much. Praise God for that. Um, this point alone, I swear, man, it, it's enough to make me want to shout, hallelujah. And fear of man and rejection and all of those things have been major struggles in my life. I have cared way too much what people think about me, and I'm sure you can relate to that. I think most people have a huge fear of man issue and rejection issue. You know, I've spent so many nights crying alone in my room because I felt ugly or fat or stupid or just not as good as everybody else. I mean, y'all get that. I'm sure y'all felt that too. But it was to the point, but I was ruled by other people's opinions. I lived and died by their opinions. You know, little tiny comments that, you know, might have been rude or inconsiderate that people just let fly out of their mouths would absolutely destroy me. But Like, on the other hand, you couldn't get me to trust the voice of God to save my life. I was always worried about money. I was always worried about my career and my writing and my this and my that and just anything that I couldn't control. So, it was ironic, you know, that I was so addicted to the voice of people, but I said I had trust in this God and I said that I loved the Lord and trusting God sounded good, but actually releasing my worries to this man that... In reality, I barely knew it was next to impossible. But that was the truth until I began to suffer. When I suffered, I became desperate. I was desperate enough to dig into the Word of God like never before and see who this guy was for myself. And eventually I found him. And he, he is so much better than I expected, you guys. His heart for me and for all people was just... This big piece of the puzzle that really helped me shake so many worries off and stop stressing on things that were out of my control. And for the love of Pete, stop worrying about people's opinions of me. You know, and this didn't happen overnight, but eventually fear in so many areas of my life stopped controlling me. And instead, my trust of the Father replaced all those fears. And it's, man, it's so much better this way. And that's something I truly, truly want to encourage you guys to pursue and to seek out is getting in the Word of God and letting it renew your mind and change your mind. Because I'm telling you, it is better than any drug. It's better than any anxiety medication. It's better than anything out there. The Word of God has the ability to change you. And that's how I ended up at point number four, which is freedom. Um, in John 8, I think it is, Jesus tells a group of Jews who, uh, think and are kind of acting like they believe he was a son of God, that if they hold to his teaching, then they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. And 
I kind of consider that to be my life first because nothing else, and I mean nothing else, is more true about my story. The God, you know, the Word of God saved me. It saved my mind. It saved my heart. It saved my soul, obviously, and my spirit. And He's the only one that deserves the glory for that and for my life. He is the only one that even could be credited for what's happened to me. Going through four years of literal hell on earth should not make you grateful or more peaceful or happy. I mean, it should make you bitter and angry and mad. But here I sit after going through panic and torture and all these different things day after day after day for over four years. And I'm happier and I'm healthier than I've ever been. And it's all due to God. It's all due to God and His Word. You know, even as I go through bouts of anxiety now, I battle with His Word. You know, His Word is the sword of the Spirit. His Word is living and active and powerful, more powerful than any two-edged sword. His Word frees me. It has freed me, and it continues to free me day after day after day. It changed me, dude. It, it pierces me, and it can pierce you through bone and marrow down to soul and spirit, just like it says it will. I, honestly, I can't put into words how grateful I am for everything Jesus has done for me. I literally owe him everything. So, if you find yourself in a place today where you doubt God can, or maybe that he wants to do anything with your pain, let me reassure you, if he can heal me, and bring me through four years of torment, he can do it for you. Um, I did this podcast today because I know there are people, like I said before, in the same place I was two years ago, hurting, scared, tired, hopeless. So let me tell you what I wished I knew then. The struggle is worth it. The Bible tells us that suffering produces perseverance, character, and hope, and I'm a living testimony of the reality of that scripture. Jesus can change you into a strong, self-disciplined, loving warrior for Christ if you allow him to use the pain you're facing. And to be honest, I mean, it may get worse before it gets better. I have no idea what your story is going to be. But there is a promise that with Christ, your situation may not go with the way you want it to. It may not go the way you expect it to. But with Jesus, he will use it for eternal glory. And that makes it all worth it. And that is the reason you keep fighting. And suffering is never for nothing. So with that, um, I just want to leave you with these four truths I've shared with you today about why I'm glad I went through four years of suffering. And hopefully for you, it gives you some insight on the things God can and will do through you if you allow him to. If you have any questions about what I've said today or about Jesus in general, you're welcome to email me at k 44 at gmail.com. That's M-I-S-S Amanda, the letter K, 44 at gmail.com. I forgot my email address again. Um, you guys have a great day. Jesus loves you. Peace.